Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Daily Sports Talk Show. No one has now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Welcome to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you're watching on SWX Montana Television, maybe you see me on the other side of the table. If you see that, it's, uh, it's symbolism for what's to come during the show. I'm sitting on this side. Probably means Andrew Houghton, our producer, is going to be rocking out with us a little bit, and that's the case. We're going to do uh, both the lead segment here in the 4 o'clock hour and the lead segment of the 5 o'clock hour together. But all things Grizz, Bobcat, and Big Sky Conference football. The rest of Tuesday's show here today on Nuanas Now, get you caught up in all the action from across the state in prep football. We got some scores for you. We also got our Treasure State Stars for the week. We got some free Tagliari Delicatessen. By the way, if you want to win that or you want to be a part of the show, 888-1029, that's 888-1029. You can call that here about 45 minutes when we're going to Give you a chance to win some Tagliari Deli. Also, though, you want to be a part of the show, call or text that number. Any comments, questions, feedback, analysis, you want to be a part of the conversation, 406-888-1029. And you can certainly call 
but it seems like everybody out there is a little more comfortable with the text, so that's fine. And it's convenient for me, too, because I can just get through the ins and outs and then get to your texts and weave them in and make this, you know, the beautiful radio show that I want it to be. If you're not listening on the radio or watching on TV, you can find us online. You can stream the show or ESPN Radio in general 24 hours a day, uh, 365 days a year. Just go to 1029ESPN.com. You can also find our podcast. That's where it lives. All of our different podcasts live there. You can also check us out on YouTube. Right now we're broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can see that on either SWX Montana Television or on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. That's going to help get you eligible for our fall giveaway. We're going to give you more details on that in a minute and then throughout the rest of the show as well. But to Nuana's Now YouTube, you can see us there uh, as well. And one other thing we're going to get to today, which is actually probably me burying the lead because this is probably the most interesting and uh, thing of note in this show, latest episode of Grizz Greats is out with one of the all-time greats, one of the all-time fan favorites, the man they called Yo, Johanse Humphrey, joined me last week. We rolled this out actually late last week, uh, but we're going to play you an excerpt of it today, and you can find that full podcast, grizzgreats.com, or just by searching Grizz Greats on all your various podcast uh, hosting outlets. I say this a lot, but I think it's just worth repeating, man. I, I love my the things that we do, the way I can be involved in the sporting world in a variety of capacities, whether it's doing this show or as a writer or, or, or whatever. But two different notes to make. First of all, uh, I was invited to go back on the Grizz Fan Pod, which was very fun and uh, very cool. So if you want to go check that out, I know that we are giving you so many podcasts to listen to. So hopefully you're into it. Hopefully you're into podcasts. But anybody in, that is interested, go check that one out uh, as long as well as, I should say, Grizz Greats and uh, Nuanas Now and the Big Sky Breakdown and uh, everything in between. Uh, but also worth noting that Grizz Greats has just been so fun. Because 2001, I was in eighth grade. Uh, it was starting to be towards the, the, the building, the, the really peak of my interest in college football, my fandom for both the Grizzlies and the Big Sky Conference. And uh, I remember that 2001 team very well. I remember looking up to those guys at a very high level. So, you know, now to call some of them like Dylan McFarland, Brett Sanger, friends, and uh, then to get to reconnect with guys like Johanse Humphrey and Atu Molden and Johnny Edwards, it's very cool for me. It's a, it's a thrill. It, it really is. It's uh you know, it, it's funny because when you put it in perspective now, we're not very par, far apart in age. We're very similar in age demographic. Uh, you know, like I saw Dylan McFarlane at the Guns N' Roses concert. We hang out, had a beer, whatever. And uh, it's just, uh, it's funny, though, because we're like peers now. But when they were in college, they seemed so much older than when I was just an eighth grader. And I just idolized these guys. So, uh, very cool. I told Atu Molden that it's almost as if, they had a, a hand, at least, in, in sort of setting the stage for the rest of my life because some of those highly successful Grizz teams when I was at a formative and also influenceable age, uh, those guys definitely ignited my love of college football, ignited my love of the Big Sky Conference, and here I am now 20 years later, and I've chosen uh, it as a career. So uh, I was telling Joe Humphrey, man, like, this is like talking to Michael Jordan if I was 14 years old talking to you, but it was very cool to then just relate to him on a man-to-man level and, and rehash some memories. So you can find all those podcasts uh, right now, I think we have John Edwards, the quarterback, Vince Huntsberger, All-American safety, Dylan McFarlane, All-American offensive lineman, Yo Humphrey, All-American running back, and Atu Molden, All-American wide receiver, up and going. I'm also going to catch up with Joe Glenn, uh, the head coach 
from Montana uh, during that 2001 national championship season. And uh, John Casper, the Missoulian beat writer at the time, who's now uh, senior athletic director, I guess a senior uh, administrator, senior senior deputy commissioner at the Big Sky Conference. Uh, he's going to join me later on this week as well. So look forward to all of that. It's Nuanas now on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanas. So now let's dive into some analysis uh, of the Grizzlies, the Bobcats, and then uh, we'll also get around to Big Sky Conference power rankings and take you all the way around the Big Sky for the weekend that was as well. Uh, Andrew Houghton, our producer, will join me here in just a minute. Uh, but this conversation is brought to you by Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth. Nick Tabor, Westpac Wealth, specialize in making your life more tax efficient. If you need a business succession plan, and trust me, if you own a business, a small business, a big business, any sort of business, you want a business succession plan. You know, God forbid that you, you pass away early. You want to have that ironed out for your loved ones. But more importantly, if you're just going to retire, if you want to, to retire and you want your business to continue to thrive, you're going to need a business succession plan. So uh, Nick Tabor, the guys at Westpac Wealth, awesome for you. Uh, Westpac Wealth, making your life more tax efficient. Uh, Andrew, before we get to uh, Grizz football, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we have to acknowledge it because it is the, the headline in sports today. And it will continue to be until this guy stops acting a fool. Ben Simmons, Philadelphia 76ers. I have a hard time calling him superstar at this point because uh, he's just the, the king clown at this exact moment. But the guy signs uh, a contract that would make most of our grandmothers weep. And then he decides that he's not going to show up to work for quite some time. And he ends up losing about $8.3 million of that contract. They said they put it in an escrow account. I don't even know what that means. I don't know if he could possibly get it back. But the broad nature of it is that this dude is just flushing his money down the toilet. And also, though, he doesn't seem to care. He's trying to win this power battle with the 76ers to maybe get traded. Today, he showed up in sweatpants to practice, uh, proceeded to then practice with his cell phone in his pocket. Uh, I just, I, I can't even believe it. They asked Joel Embiid afterwards, and... Uh, you know, Embiid has actually been sort of political about this, even though that there's been all these rumblings, they don't get along. And Embiid, in his, you know, deadpan, very accented way, he said, to be honest, I do not care about this man anymore. Uh, pretty strong. I, I don't know. I just think that it can't, I just can't believe that we've reached this point with Ben Simmons, but also I can because it just seems as if this is the clown show he's made his life into. When you think this story can't get any crazier, it gets crazier. The, these last couple days, it was like, well, Ben Simmons is outside the facility. This was last week. Nobody on the 76ers knows about this until he got Elton Brand, the GM of the Sixers, gets a test saying Ben needs to get into the building to take his COVID test. He wants to be back with the team. Well, really, he wants his money back. He wants to stop losing money. That worked out for about two days. Today, Ben uh, Doc Rivers basically told him to go home after he didn't want to do a defensive drill in practice. Ben Simmons, I guess, is going to get what he wants because this is just an untenable situation. He's not going to be there for very much longer, I don't think. I think Daryl Morey, although he's he's saying in the media still that he's not going to take a, a bad offer for Ben Simmons. He's holding out until there's a superstar available. Who that might be sometime uh, in the future, we don't know. Is Damian Lillard going to be available? Is Brad Beal going to be, be available oh, at one yikes. point? Oh, man. It does, if, the, if the Blazers... Trade Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons? Oh, my. 
I don't think that I, I don't think that's a viable trade offer. I, I think Daryl Moore so Daryl Moore is going to have to back off of this, and uh, Ben Simmons is going to get what he wants at, at what he wants at this point. There's no way he's not going to be out of Philadelphia, and we'll see what they get for him. They try to trade him for Kyrie Irving, which is the other big story in the NBA right now. I don't know. Do they take a couple role players and draft picks for him? We'll see. This story is just uh, getting crazier and crazier. Like you said. People on Twitter just analyzing the pictures of him at, at practice the first day he was practicing with them. He had a cell phone in his pocket, man. It's unbelievable. I mean, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. Um, and I, 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 I agree he's going to get what he wants. I think it's crazy that there's a stance out there. There's people making takes, and there's also people from uh, – there, there's NBA analysts and stuff that are saying that, that maybe he doesn't get what he wants and he's going to play for Philadelphia this year. I just cannot imagine how that's going to happen. Especially in Philadelphia. Right. Right. I mean, we were, Coach Marty, Marty Warnemwig and I were teasing about that, too. We were teasing about how the whole Aaron Rodgers saga this last offseason and the uh, sort of, a, not offensive is the wrong word, but rude things he said about Wisconsin being a non-vacation destination and nobody wants to move to Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. Like Coach Marty was saying, you can get away with that in Green Bay because all you got to do is go, three, go throw three touchdowns against the Chicago Bears and all is forgiven. You... Say that about Philadelphia and then go back to Philly? Uh-uh. It, it, it ain't happening. I mean, you're an Eagles guy. You know Philly sports culture well. If Ben Simmons played for the 76ers this year, that would be n- no bueno. I kind of want to see it just to see, <laughs> like, what the crowd response would be. I think we can all guess what the crowd response would be. I just want to see the level that they would take it to. Anyway, when Ben Simmons was holding out and he said he didn't want to be in Philadelphia anymore, I kind of understood that. I didn't really have sympathy for him, but I kind of understood where he was coming from. You know, he he felt disrespected there after, you know, the playoff series. It was a bad situation because of what happened in that playoff series against the Hawks when he didn't take that wide-open dunk and sort of... Joel Embiid was saying, you know, I thought the turning point was when we had a wide-open dunk. We didn't take it. And, okay, you don't want to be there anymore. You're sitting out. Lost all that sort of whatever little sympathy I had for him when he came back because he realized that his he was losing so much money. Like, if you're going to take a stand and lose that money, I'm down for it. Okay, get him out of Philadelphia. Then to come back these last couple days and sort of just mope around the court Clearly, you're just trying to be there so you don't get fined, as Marshawn Lynch would say. Right, man, it's such a it's such a screwed up situation, such a lost situation. Now, I've heard a lot of crazy rumors about who might be traded. Damian Lillard would be crazy, um, but I've also heard Kyrie Irving, which I think that's just like trading one distraction, one cancer for the other one. That ain't good either. But we'll continue to to analyze this because we got a lot of a lot of time before this is very pertinent in the world of uh, the NBA. One other thing, Andrew that you've been doing a good job spearheading here since you joined us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. you got a soccer podcast out there, and you guys, this is a soccer on all levels, right? I mean, sometimes you're talking international soccer. Sometimes you're talking soccer on the Montana and or even Missoula levels. Uh, so just tell people a little bit about it because we've been playing an excerpt from time to time around here, but uh, a cool endeavor, particularly because I think soccer has gained a tremendous amount of popularity in, in Western Montana and just in America in general these last couple of years. Yeah, and that's really why I wanted to get into it because I think Missoula is sort of a, a latent, very good soccer town. I told I sure. told you this story. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. A couple of years ago when I was living here for the last time, or last time, I went to the Mar Bar to try to watch uh, the Champions League final between Liverpool and Tottenham. I thought I could get there, you know, 10 minutes before kickoff. Wouldn't be a problem got there and it was packed out. I couldn't even find a place to stand. 
and then ended up wow. having to go to the James Bar to watch it, which was nice. Right. Uh, great game. Congratulations to Liverpool, of course. Missoula is a good soccer town. So anyway, check out the podcast. It's called Soccer and Snow and Smoke. You can find it uh, on Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts. It's really cool. We're, we're talking to a lot of the great soccer figures in this town, and this is the perfect time to do it because the Montana Grizzlies soccer team is playing really well. Christian Davisky coming up soon, right? Chris Chitavisky's coming into the studio, hopefully with a player or two on Thursday. We'll have a new episode out as the Grizzlies go into their final regular season weekend heading into the conference tournament. Super cool. High school soccer tournaments, state tournaments start today, yeah, so check out the last for sure. Yep. Last episode, last week I got an episode up with Hellgate girls coach Natalie Hiller-Claridge, Hellgate boys coach Jay Anderson, Sentinel girls coach Dan Lockridge, all those guys just walking me through their team, walking me through the season what to expect in the state tournaments. So if you want to know about the high school soccer state tournaments, check that out. That's the best place to learn about it. I talked with those guys for 20, 30 minutes each. It was great. So that's what we're hoping to do. I mean, we just want to learn about soccer, soccer in Missoula. No question. I think that's uh, that's good stuff for sure. And we will, uh, this is live show planning right here, but let's cut up a couple of the, so some, some, some tidbits from those high school interviews. That's good. That's pertinent for this time of year. Obviously the Hellgate boys, one of the great dynasties in High school sports in Montana. I mean, they're they're rolling right now. I think five out of the last seven uh, state championships for the Hellgate boys. So we'll keep you in tune for all of that. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Uh, this is great. I love that the way our conversations sort of meander here. Last week we spent, I thought we were going to spend five minutes, and we spent 30 minutes on the heavyweight championship bout. So I got a few, a few things in there. But now let's talk about what everybody in Missoula is talking about. Uh, our Grizz Fan podcast last night went three hours because – there's just so many layers to what's going on with Montana. I think that there's so many things with the Grizz football team that are at the same time not unique, but sort of a new frontier for this iteration of the Grizz, this group of players, this group of coaches. Bobby Houck has certainly coached teams that have had high highs and low lows. Uh, he's also coached teams with uh, unprecedented expectations. He's coached teams that have been ranked in the top of the not just the conference, but the country. When Coach Houck was on his run, his seven Big Sky titles made it 12 in a row for Montana, I believe, until North Dakota State took that mantle, or maybe Oklahoma back in the 50s. There's very few college programs that have ever won 10-plus conference titles in a row. Coach Houck helped Montana get to 12 in a row. So all that's to say, he has massive experience in terms of handling the bullseye on their backs. He has massive experience playing in the national spotlight and on the biggest stage in FCS football. Yet... I think that one of the primary factors of this Grizz team that just lost 28-21 on Saturday is right now they feel the weight of the exposure and the hysteria and everything that surrounds their program because the Grizz were riding as high as I'd seen them ride in about 12 or 13 years coming into the night game against Western Illinois, coming out of the night game at Western Illinois, even with a sort of lackluster performance against Cal Poly. It was still a 38-7, 39-7 conference victory undefeated record, top five ranking, all that as they headed over to Eastern Washington. And then at, from the from the uh, the fourth quarter of the Eastern Washington game until now, the amount of hype and um, all of this, the crazy pandemonium going around around the Grizz, the, the, the pandemonium stole the fever pitch. The, the, the tone of it has changed significantly. So I think that's one of the biggest factors, despite the X's and O's and the weaknesses and the injuries and all the things that we're going to diagnose. I think that the, the element of pressure might be one that's creeping in, not that they can't handle it, but this, that this group hasn't had to handle it before. 
Yeah, I'm not going to say that beating Washington in the season opener was was a bad thing for this team, right? Because obviously that's a historic win. You get so much national attention coming out of that. But I think the way that the tenor of the coverage and the attitude and the conversation around this team changed after the after that game was, like you said, something that hadn't been around this team since 2012, 2011. You know, I'm as guilty as anybody. We at Skyline Sports are as guilty as anybody of putting the attitude around this team. I, I wrote the the piece before the season. I mean, the only question that matters this season is, are the Grizz back? And Coach Houck, after the Cal Poly game, said that that he thought that they were. Not even they thought they were. He said, I told these guys in the locker room. It was after his 100th win. So he was certainly in the moment, and it was certainly a, a proud moment for him. Uh, but Alexa Belcastro, who's uh, over at uh, MTN, helping out Kyle Hansen, she asked him a good question. She said, Coach, has your return to your alma mater gone like you expected it to? And Coach Houck said, it has. And I told these guys in the locker room, you guys did it. The Grizz are back. I'm so proud of these guys. I found it just so interesting because the Grizz are certainly better than they have been. I think that they got the right guy leading the way. I just also thought that objectively to say that a team is back and you compare it to the standard that was set again, this team was perennially the number one team in the country for like the duration of the season, almost every season for a, a decade. That's so, why it's such a loaded question at Montana. Right, and why right, it's such an interesting right. question is Montana back being in and out of the top 10 is not back for Montana, right? That's it, baseball that's rolling off the desk, <laughs> if you just noticed that. This is live radio at its finest. It's a question that carries a different connotation than literally anywhere else in the country. I know. And then I start to think about that in terms of Montana and its status as a program. Because we've seen several programs, some of the most prestigious programs in the country, all levels of college football, get stuck where... The history of the place is so important to the place and the current and future of that program, yet the shadow that that history casts is so profound that it alters everything that happens within the program, a la Texas and Nebraska. I often wonder, is Montana, Texas, and Nebraska? I don't know. But at Texas, it do, Texas has not been nearly as bad as the national media wants you to think Texas has been since Mac Brown retired. But anything, 9-3 and three isn't good enough at Texas. Nothing's good enough at Texas except for 13-0 and and national champions. And Nebraska's the same way. I mean, at this point, Nebraska's been so knocked down that 9-3 and three would be a welcome change in Nebraska. But still... Many of the diehard fans are longing for the mid-90s multiple-in-a-row national championships. And and so I think it's one of the biggest challenges Montana has. How do you escape from the shadow of the past? Yeah, same thing at USC, even a place like Notre Dame. It's like we always say, your greatest strength is also your biggest weakness. You can't escape that question at, at places like that and like at Montana. And it, on one hand, it gives you something to shoot for, and it gives you advantages in recruiting still, and advantages in fundraising, of course. But at the same time, you'll never escape it. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Andrew Houghton joining me, Coulter Nuanas. We're talking 
all things uh, Big Sky Conference, specifically at this moment, University of Montana Sports. This segment is presented to you by Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth. Westpac Wealth making your life more tax efficient. Whether you need business succession plans or estate planning, give Westpac Wealth and Nick Tabor a call today. I talked with Brian Holzinger, the new Lady Grizz head coach, about this because Brian Holzinger has Montana ties. He was at Montana Tech for several years. His staff is rich with Montana ties. I mean, Jordan Sullivan's Robin Sullivan's sister's daughter, for God's sakes. So, I mean, she knows the Lady Grizz history better than anybody, but Nate Harris and, J- and Jocelyn Tinkle all also very intertwined in the history of the program. But I talked with Holzinger about this because the Lady Grizz women's basketball program has among, if not the most prestigious and impressive history and lineage of any single program in the Big Sky Conference, period, any sport. I mean, this Street and Smith magazine, which is one of the longtime documentarians of college hoops, named the University of Montana women's basketball program as the seventh greatest program in the history of Division I basketball, behind only programs like UConn and Tennessee and Louisiana Tech, and I can't remember who else was up there, but they were number seven. And uh, Stanford had to be in there, too. Um, But I think that the number one thing that crushed Shannon Schwain's tenure as the head coach of the Lady Grizz was the past. She wasn't Robin Selvig. There there was no replicating Selvig's model. Nobody can replicate Selvig's model. Then everybody wondered, why can't the, the person who's the greatest player in his program's history who then also worked for him for 27 years, why can't it be replicated? It was a moment in time that will never be replicated again. And so that's why I think with the Lady Grizz, Holzinger said, when I asked him this, he said, hey, we're trying to embrace the history of this place as much as possible because it is one of our greatest advantages. But we also have to embrace it by, by, by not trying to repeat it. In other words, no one else is going to be Robin Selvig. You can't just recruit girls from Class B schools in Montana and then develop them. Robin Selvig could. He could get girls that played Class B basketball in in Montana high schools to become all-conference players. It's very rare, if not impossible, for other people to be able to do that, other coaches to be able to do that. So Holzinger said, hey, we're going to use the history of this place, but we're going to do it in a completely different fashion. And now here you see it. They're recruiting internationally. They're recruiting in areas that they've never recruited from. I can't remember even Colorado. I can't really ever remember the the last time the Lady Grizz had players from Colorado, let alone the Midwest and let alone abroad. And so it'll it'd be interesting to see how it works, but I think it's an interesting interesting dynamic because the history of the place overwhelms a lot of the University of Montana's athletic programs. And it's very funny actually when you think about the men's basketball program how much they've embraced that and used it to their advantage for 40 years but then how it is sort of this omnipresent challenge that both the Grizz football team and the Lady Grizz basketball teams have. The problem with that history and at and, and, and every school that we've talked about this is that it locks you into one way of doing things because why would you change when you have had that run of success, when you've won the conference title for over a decade at Montana football? Why would you change? Or at a place like Nebraska or with the Lady Grizz basketball program. But at the same time, while you're not innovating, all those teams that you're beating every year are. So if you're not staying ahead of the curve, eventually you're falling back because your history is trapping you in the same cycle. And all these places, I mean, in in Big Sky Women's Basketball, John Newley at Idaho, he's shooting a million threes a game because he's innovating because he has to beat the Lady Grizz. Exactly. Seton Soboleski at John Idaho Newley State. John Newley created his style to beat Robin Selvig's zone. Exactly. Exactly. 
Seton Sobolewski at Idaho State is recruiting half his roster from overseas every year because he has to to beat Robin Selvig at Montana. In in the Big Sky Conference football, I mean, this exactly is exactly right. This is, the, the, but the Grizz set the pace for the rest of the league. Absolutely, but in Big Sky football, this is why you see so much stylistic diversity. I was talking with Idaho State defensive line coach Byron Hout today about exactly this. He's been in the league for a while because he coached at Montana State. Asked him about the stylistic diversity of offenses in the league, which we've pushed all the time. I asked him, you know. With Cal Poly out of the league, does it become easier to prepare week to week because you're not seeing the triple option or not with Cal Poly out of the league, with Cal Poly not running the triple sure, option anymore? Sure, sure, He's like, no, it's just as varied as it's ever been. And a lot of that, I think, came out of Montana's dominance in the league in the 2000s. That's why you have the spread offenses at Eastern Washington. Jay Hill coming back to defense. All these guys had to innovate to keep up with Montana and Montana, it's it's hard to say that they weren't innovating, but that history of success traps you into doing the same thing. It's so true, man. It's a great point. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. This is like a throwback. This reminds me of when uh, Gus and I used to do the show. We haven't even looked at the outline yet, and we're already up against <laughs> it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to get you all caught up on high school stuff uh, from around the state in prep, specifically football. And uh, maybe give you a little update on what's going on in the soccer world as well. Because as Andrew mentioned, the soccer playoffs uh, are right around the corner. Uh, So we'll do that. And then we'll return to this analysis about Montana and Montana State. And also take you around the Big Sky Conference. So keep it right here. Prep football, Big Sky Conference football. And of course, before the end of the first hour here, Johansi Humphrey. It's ESPN Missoula. Nuanas now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Set them up and the Spartans will knock them down. That's been the case for almost two full seasons at Missoula Sentinel. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Top-ranked Sentinel Spartans continued their quest for a second consecutive Class AA State Championship, yet another statement win on Friday night. Sentinel won for the seventh straight time this fall, including the fifth time against a ranked team alone this season with a 32-0 win over number three, Helena Capital. That marks the 17th straight victory dating back to the beginning of last season for the Spartans. Adam Jones rushed for three touchdowns and Zach Cruz threw a fourth to senior Easton Ledbetter as Sentinel secured top seed in the West with one game remaining in the regular season. Held a high one for the third week in a row to move back into the top three in the Treasure State Media Poll by dispatching Missoula Big Sky 42-7. Kate Holland scored three total touchdowns as the Bengals moved to 6-2 overall, dropping Big Sky to 2-6. After an 0-4 start, Great Falls High continued its late surge, winning for the fourth week in a row by getting past Billing Senior 23-7. That moves the Bison to 4-2 in Eastern AA play while dropping the Bronx to 3-5 overall. And finally, Billings West kept pace, rolling to a 49-20 win over number 
Four Five Great Ball CMR behind a pair of touchdown catches. Future Bobcat Taco Dowler. West is now six and zero in Eastern Double A play and seven and one overall. While the Rustlers are five and three after their second straight loss. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a tough sky. Gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die. Back when they thought pink polos are hurt to rock before Cam got the pop, the doors closed. Iconic song, iconic music video. Never in my life did I think I was going to see Kanye West and Miss Baywatch, Pamela Anderson, running around together in a music video, but then all of a sudden, Kanye kept just doing the thing, man. I say it all the time around here, but if you don't like Kanye, I'm sorry. I don't care. I love Kanye West. We're always going to play some Kanye here uh, at Nuanez Now. Welcome back in. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanez. Appreciate you riding with me here on a Tuesday. About mm, 15 minutes. Got some free sandwiches for you. Tagliari Delicatessen. Got a $25 gift card for you. But just wait. I get through a little prep extra first. But stay tuned. Got free Tagliari Delicatessen for you. Coming up here a little bit later. Also going to hear from Johansi Humphrey, one of the all-time greatest Grizzlies as an excerpt of our, ironically called, Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions. Time now for our Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Do this a couple times a week, rounding up and rounding uh, around the state of Montana. Let's check out some high school football scores first and foremost. It's week eight already, which is crazy. Uh, this upcoming weekend is the final weekend of the regular season. And uh, Class AA level, just a reminder, everybody does make the playoffs. I'm still trying to figure out the way that it all works out, too, it's uh, very confusing to me as well. This this change happened, like, in the midst of expansion as well as the midst of a pandemic. So I'm still getting my bearings, too. Let's talk about the teams that are fast-tracking and, and certainly on the inside track to not only the playoffs but playoff seeds and playoff runs. Uh, I, I'm one of, I think, 17 or 18, uh, depending on the week, depending on who's not too busy to, to answer their text messages. Uh, there's 17 or 18 of us throughout the Montana media that vote in the weekly Class AA Treasure State media poll. And uh, thanks to Tyler and Nate and the guys over there at the Class AA football Facebook page that facilitate this thing. I think it's cool. It gives us some stuff to talk about. Here's the poll for this week. For the, uh, I can't even, I don't even know how many weeks we've done this poll, seven or eight weeks, but for uh, at least the sixth week in a row, Missoula Sentinel tops the poll this week. They're number one. Uh, Again, 17 wins in a row for the Spartans. Billings West remains number two. Helena High, who's been in and out of the top six, I guess. They're now back up to where I think they belong. That's number three. Butte High comes in at number four. And Helena Capital comes in at number five. Farmer State Bank proudly supporting prep sports around the state of Montana and enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. They are the proud presenters of this prep extra. Let's take a look at some of the scores from Class AA over the weekend. A Sentinel, <laughs> it's funny because I've teased Dane Oliver about this a couple times, and Dane will join us later on this week as well, uh, Missoula Sentinel's head coach as part of our Garden City Spotlight. Uh, but I've, I've teased Dane, 
Missoula sent all the state champions a year ago. They went 10-0 undefeated. And I, was, I always tease them, is this the NFL where they just give the defending champion the hardest schedule? Because Sentinel had to open up their season against, at the time, top-ranked Billings West. And uh, they knocked them off at Washington Grizzly Stadium, 22-19. And Sentinel then has played Helena High, Helena Capital. They had to play at Bozeman. They had to play at Glacier. And then they've had to play their, their inner-city rivals. So it's been a... Murderers row, row for the Spartans, but they continue to to roll. And on Saturday, excuse me, on Friday, 32-0 over Capital, who was the number three team in the state. Impressive. Billings West kept rolling. They played a really good CMR team, and they uh, had no problem with the wrestlers. The Golden Bears, a 49-20 victor over CMR. Helena High, big-time win. That's three in a row for the Bengals, 42-7 over Missoula Big Sky. Butte, they had to pull one out, but they did. And they defeat Hellgate 30-27 to Naranchi Stadium, man. The magic continues. Butte's really, really good at home. And uh, I believe that's where Sentinel finishes their season. Uh, we'll have to confirm that. But I believe that's the last regular season game is in Butte. So that'll be interesting. And then in a Crosstown, Cross-Kalispell matchup, Glacier took down Flathead 56-0. And uh, also a really fun one in Bozeman, the second-ever Crosstown matchup in Bozeman. Bozeman High beats Bozeman Gallatin 38-35. So a shootout there uh, in southwestern Montana. At the Class A level, perhaps the biggest victory of of the entire weekend around the entire state. Fergus County, that's Lewistown for those paying attention. A 21-14 win over number two, Billing Central. That's the first time that... Lewistown has beaten Billing Central in 35, count them, 35 years. That's amazing. That's like been so long that there, there's a possibility that the parents of the kids on the team were alive the last time <laughs> that Lewistown took down Billing Central. That'd be pretty young, but, I mean, still pretty crazy uh, that it's been that long. So congratulations to Lewistown. Big-time win for them. Hamilton just keeps on rolling. They're not just undefeated. They are just whipping people. 48-14 at Libby as the Bronx stay undefeated. They're the number one team in Class A. And the Florence Falcons, they're taking care of business at even higher level. They go to Whitehall and win 54-7. So the Falcons and the Bronx remain undefeated. So pretty good around western Montana. You got Sentinel here in Missoula on a 17-game winning streak. And you got both... um, both Hamilton and Florence. So that's a little 50-mile radius. That's basically the epicenter of high school football in the state of Montana. I mean, that's 50 miles where you have the number one team in Class AA, Class A, and Class B. So pretty impressive for this part of the world. And I also believe that Flint Creek, the Drummond Phillipsburg co-op, is the number one team in Class C8, man, as well. So uh, that's all also uh, within that little radius. So good football being played here in Western Montana. Andrew Houghton confirms, indeed, Sentinel is at Butte. It's a Thursday game this week, so good scheduling note, Andrew. I'm going to have to catch up with Dana Oliver before our ske- our normal scheduled uh, Thursday afternoon time slot. He usually lets me have uh, his break period to, to rap about some football. It is our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Out of football and into some football, uh, bring in Andrew Houghton, our producer, uh, to talk a little bit about the state playoffs because state playoffs, it used to just be the state tournament, and I'm still getting my bearings here when it comes to this because at the prep level, I was very accustomed to the all-class state volleyball tournament, the all-class state wrestling tournament, of course, state tournaments for, for high school basketball, but also like the district tournaments in high school basketball, those have been around forever. Now there's basically those similar types of tournaments, but they're just framed as playoffs in sports like 
soccer and uh, football. So uh, it's been expanded. But the state playoffs in soccer, and remember, there's only Class AA and Class A soccer. There isn't Class B and Class C soccer. So the state playoffs for soccer begins, uh, I believe, today, right? So tell us a little bit. I mean, what, what are some of the matchups that we got on the docket here? Well, just running it down, in the, in the first round for AA, you got eight teams in the West, eight teams in the East. You just straight up play the, the teams from your conference in the first round. I guess it's technically a, a play-in game or whatever it is. So you just have the one seed from the West against the eight seed from the West. Hellgate Boys, of course, the number one seed in the West, uh, going for their third straight state championship. I think they've won six of the last ten. Like you said, one of the best programs in the state in any sport. They're playing the late game tonight, 7.30 at Fort Missoula against Flathead. What's that like playing soccer that late at night? I don't know. I don't either. I, I just never, never really thought of that. It just doesn't seem like soccer under the lights seems fun, I guess. You play it under the lights. I, I don't think the lights affect it as much as like, you know, in football when you're trying to catch a punt under the lights or in baseball. God knows trying to catch a fly ball under the lights. Anyway, Hellgate and Flathead, 7.30 p.m. tonight at Fort Missoula. Sentinel, the number five seed for the boys on the east. They're playing Helena right now. Helena High. Big Sky, the number seven seed in the west. They're playing Glacier right now, the number two seed. The girls' side, really interesting here. Hellgate and Sentinel finished two and three on the girls' side in the west. So Hellgate playing Big Sky, that kicks off at 5 p.m. So coming up right now, Crosstown matchup in the first round. Sentinel playing Flathead right now, the Sentinel girls. So they're set up really well for for long runs and perhaps uh, meeting down the line here in this state tournament. There you go. Thank you, Andrew. Our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. One of your favorite Grizzlies of all time? One of my favorite Grizzlies of all time, one of the greatest running backs in the history of the University of Montana, an excerpt from our Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions with Johansi Humphrey. Next, keep it right here. Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. I got a couple uh, old college roommates where the basically I think the complete extent of our continued communication is only sending each other hip-hop and gangster rap songs that we used to listen to when we were in high school and college. Hey, if that's what keeps you together, that's a pretty good friendship, man. And it's always fun going down the nostalgic road and uh, remembering some of the songs that we used to dance to. When I was rebranding this show and Ryan Tutel went on his epic road trip 
and uh, we were deciding what we were going to do here. Uh, we were thinking about intro songs, and I asked a lot of people that were important in my life that had known me for a long time what they thought the intro song could be, and I would actually say that of the top three vote-getters, that song you were just listening to is probably one of them. So <laughs> there we are. I think that's uh, both an analysis and a referendum on me when I was 20, uh, but definitely a, a banger to be sure. I love that song. Welcome back. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Speaking of bangers, man, you want to go get yourself a sandwich from Tagliari Deli because that is as good as it gets. Tagliari Deli is located at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins, right by the roundabout there. And uh, they sport not only the greatest sandwich shop on the earth, but also it's a great little like Italian-style market. I get some pasta there from time to time. They got some sweet pasta sauces. I go specifically there to get my oils, though. Like, there, there's some oils, you know, the avocado or sesame or whatever. That's fine. Grocery store, all good. But you want that white balsamic or something or, like, that extra virgin olive oil from a specific part of the world? Man, they got it there for you. That's money as well. They got charcuterie plates, meat and cheeses for those, you know, non-sophisticated swine out there like myself. I only know about charcuterie because one of those college roommates I referenced, uh, they have a char- charcuterie business. That's all to say. Every Tuesday, we got a $25 gift card for you to tag the area delicatessen. All you got to do is give us a call right now. We're going to call number four. That's call number four, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Give us a call right now, call number four. You got a $25 gift card to tag the area delicatessen. If you don't win, still head on down there because they have delicious sandwiches and a fun little place to shop, whether you're in the market for some pasta, some red sauce, some wine, some oils, whatever you want might possibly need. Johansi Humphrey finished his career as one of the great Grizzlies of all time. He is the all-time leader in rushing yards in Montana, and uh, he set the single-season rushing record during his senior year in 2001. But the backstory of Johansi Humphrey is quite fascinating. Eagle River, Alaska. I'm not sure how many lettermen even have ever come from Alaska at the University of Montana, uh, but... Johansi Humphrey is one of them and certainly the best because he's one of the best Grizz of all time, just point blank, period. Grizz Grace, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions, is available on all your podcast hosting platforms. Go check it out. Please rate, review, subscribe, share, all those good things. The latest episode. That was the culmination, I think, of our season. That that last drive and ending in uh, a touchdown, which I had the honor of of running up the backs of my my offensive line and scooting in, um, really untouched into the end zone. Um, and that <laughs> that was just a really good feeling um, to be part of that that drive that season, that team, um, and for that to be part of my senior experience, I can imagine uh, that the the 11 other seniors on the team at that game had a similar experience where uh, we couldn't have asked for a better ending to our University of Montana time. 
Hello and welcome to Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Championship Grizzlies. I'm Coulter Nuanez of ESPN Missoula, proud to bring you the third rendition of our Grizz Greats podcast series. This one, a 20-episode podcast series with in-depth interviews with 20 members of the University of Montana's 2001 National Championship team. We'll catch up with players, coaches, members of the Missoula and Montana communities, and other pertinent observers of that historic National Championship Montana's last football national title. In this episode, one of the all-time most famous Grizzlies, Johansson Humphrey. Humphrey came to Montana out of Chugiak High in Eagle River, Alaska. He was a two-way player that was initially slated to play cornerback for the Grizzlies. Instead, broke in the lineup as a running back and became one of the great running backs in the history of the Big Sky Conference. Humphrey still leads Montana in career rushing yards with 4,070 between 1998 and 2001. His 138 rushing yards per game in 2001 is a school record by a wide margin. His 1,658 yards during that national championship season, also a single-season Grizz record, and he is one of just four Grizz running backs with multiple 1,000-yard seasons in his career. Humphrey was phenomenal from start to finish during that 2001 season, but his 38-carry, 265-yard rushing effort against Weber State, one of the most iconic by a Grizz running back or a Big Sky Conference running back in the history of Division I AA football. From Eagle River, Alaska, to All-American Honors at Montana and a National Championship ring. Without further ado, Grizz Greats with Johanse Humphrey. Well, and you can allow your skill and ability to take over when you have great skill and ability like you do, but also when you have uh, one of the most formidable offensive lines that the league has seen blocking for you. I know that came to a fever pitch during your senior year with a a Montana-born group. Everybody was from in-state, but just talk about those guys a little bit just as a whole because I'm sure you came up with them, probably had a lot of trust in them, and uh, they probably helped your acclimation process pretty darn well as well because those uh, late 90s, early 2000s Grizz offensive lines, some of the best the Big Sky Conference has seen. I would say the best, yep. you know, from, from my perspective. They were absolutely integral in our team's success on the offensive side of the ball um, and my, my, my success as a running back. Without those big guys in front of me um, and the nastiness of those big guys, skill of those big guys, and without them, right, and their trust in me, to to do what I do, right, um, and continue to you know maintain their blocks downfield. You know, one of one of the greats, Thatcher Thatcher's delay, um, is one who continues to kind of run through my mind constantly. Um, and, you know, in terms of you know, I, every, I catch myself thinking about him every once in a while, and uh, it was just interesting to to kind of hear him um i think it was him talking about kind of uh the end of the road you know in terms of the nfl and they had a chance to kind of go through his history um at the u and so yeah i just loved running behind him because i i trusted that <laughs> he was just gonna blow up everybody um in front of him McFarland, right um uh, was another one and i mean their influence uh on my my career at the u is unparalleled. Without them, there there is no Johanse in the record books. Um, there isn't the, the the throttling that we put on many opponents because of their protection of our quarterbacks, giving them the time to 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 pass the ball downfield to our great receivers. And I mean, that's that's just you know talking about this just really reminds me and emphasizes the the caliber of player that we had 
at literally every position. And we weren't just one deep, right? We were multiple deep and not just on the offensive side of the ball, but on the defense, um, our defensive line, killer linebackers, killer defensive backs, killer, right? Smart, tenacious, and just, again, the, the whole package, it was, it was really a blessing to, to be part of that team, right? Um, it's something that I kind of reflect on every once in a while, right? It, it, it comes up and uh, something will like, hey, you know, Johan say this, Johan say that. And if you boil it all down, it was the team. There was no Johanse without the team. And so it, it just was really a, a blessing um, to be part of that, that team and, and that group of guys coming in with, with a like mind, a like mentality, willing to, to pay the cost to go big or go home. It, it, was just, it was just a great, great atmosphere to be part of. Well, your junior year certainly set the table for your senior year, but we have to talk about that for a brief moment. Joe Glenn comes in as the head coach, and uh, I believe as the, the legend goes, I think he guys lost his very first game to Hofstra in Missoula, and then uh, there was the urban legend of him having a for sale sign in his yard, but then you guys didn't lose again for months at a time all the way until the national championship game. But what do you remember about that 2000 season? What are your indelible memories from that time, and, and how much do you think that year and that finish uh, with that loss to Georgia Southern in the national championship game – sort of set the table for 2001 we came in all business right there was there was no question about the mission there was i think in, in 2000 right there was like the, the the season went along and we were like oh man yeah this is this is really happening this is this is our goal right this is you know we're, we're making we're making it to the national championship right we've we've, we've gotten through big sky we are forced to be reckoned with. We can do this, right? And then we get to that game, and you know, we don't, uh, we don't, uh, we don't win. Um, and so, with 2001, we come in, and we already know who we are. We know that there were things in that 2000 national championship game that got exposed, and we needed to shore those up. We did. That was our mission. Right, our mission was to get back to the national championship and to reclaim what was rightfully ours. And so, coming in business, business-like, with the same mind, same mentality, and really taking it one game at a time, and getting, getting, you know, putting our work in daily, uh, and getting, getting the business done. Um, it just, uh, and and I think what, what's funny is that you know the class that i came in with i just remember the mentality of work hard play hard right and and that's what 2001 was right we we worked hard but we played hard as well um and so and i think that just added to our our team chemistry and dynamic is that we weren't just a team off of the or on the field we were we were a team off the field right um and i think Things just worked out perfectly uh, in 2001, lending itself to the culmination of, of winning that national championship. 
it's so often that you see this, especially in football, but in sports where you, you fall just short and that is a motivating factor. And then it's almost like not a foregone conclusion. That's the wrong way to state it, but that uh, it, it forms teams of destiny when they fall just short and then get, get another chance to run it back. And uh, it sounds exactly like that was the dynamic. But even though retrospectively that 2001 team went 15 and one, it wasn't all easy. You guys had some games where you really had to get it out. A win over Eastern Washington in overtime, a win over Idaho in overtime, and also probably a game we have to talk about with you as well. A great win over Weber State in which you set the school record for rushing yards in a single game with 265. But just take us through uh, maybe what you do remember from that 2001 season specifically and, and what was the defining factor that helped you guys get over the top, especially in some of those games where teams were giving you their best shot? Well, that was exactly it. We knew coming in that everyone was gunning for us, that everyone was going to be giving us their best shot. Essentially, every game was a national championship, right? That's how we had to to address it. And I don't think without those those challenges, those specific games that we either fell behind at and we had to, you know, push to to get get the lead or our defense had to make a big stop um, or get a turnover. You know, those are those are the defining moments of the season, right? Because without those, you know, we were Still just a team striving to to get to the end of the game, right, with, with a bigger score than the other team. And I think it really played itself out in against Furman in that national you know, in that national championship. It it was a dogfight, right? Winning what, thirteen to six? That's right. right. Um and you know, it it wasn't pretty. And that's the type of game that we were being prepared for. Would we have liked it to be, you know, a smooth sail? Absolutely, right? Who who wouldn't like, you know, a red carpet laid out to the national championship? But I don't think without those wins, um, we would have we we would have uh, we would have found ourselves behind the eight ball. I think um, in the national championship, even if even, and not saying if we got there, right? It gave us. The, the will, it, 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 I think it forged in us the will and the tenacity to, to get to the finish line. Um, and I think it made it that much more sweet, to be honest with you. Like you said, it was business as usual in the beginning. You, would, you know, I, I think it would have been easy, and, and maybe we might have slipped mentally into that, that thought process in our own minds of this is a foregone conclusion. We know how good we, we are. So let's just go into the game and do what we do, right? Um, but because we were pushed, because we lost that first game, you know, reality set in, you know, real, real quick. Um, and then we, we kept on getting challenged, getting everyone's best shot. And I think it just brought to the forefront what was on the line. And it kind of came back to that, that whole expectation thing. We knew the expectation. It came from, like you had said, growing up in the system, Filling those big shoes, knowing what it took to meet those expectations. And now we, we have to meet our own expectations. And so we set that up for ourselves. And so if we, if we would have fallen short, um, it would have been heartbreaking, right? Because we were letting ourselves down um, and the, the expectations that we had set for ourselves, um, knowing also that we would have let the school, the community, you know, down and so forth. So um, it was, I mean, it just, it, you know, looking back, it's kind of like a storybook, 
you know, storybook ending. You got your drama, you got your highs, your lows, and at the end, we got that shiny ring. That's seriously only 12 minutes of an hour-long deal. I mean, what a great storyteller that guy is. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe all the stuff he was saying. It was so fun to listen to him. His cadence, the way he speaks. Awesome, man. Yohasi Humphrey might be one as good of a speaker as he was a running back, and he's one of the great running backs in the history of the University of Montana. Please go check out Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions. It's our third iteration of our Grizz Greats podcast series and is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as First Security Bank of Missoula. Right now, five live Grizz Greats episodes, so a tease for later on in the week, too. Atu Molden's episode is out, but he, after listening to the episodes we've produced already, hit me up and was like, man, I want to get a couple more things on there. And I said, okay, well, the podcast is already produced. He said, but that's okay. I got it. I just want to say some stuff to the people of Missoula. So Atu is going to come on with us on Thursday, live on this show, and uh, that'll be sort of a promotion of Grizz Greats, but also just an opportunity to hear live here on Nuanas Now from one of my favorite all-time Grizzlies and one of the great Grizz of all time. Hour one of the Bucks, hour two of Nuana is now coming at you. We're going to take you all the way around the Big Sky Conference. I'm going to give you my Big Sky Conference power rankings. Andrew Houghton's going to tell me why I'm right or why I'm wrong. We're also going to give you our Treasure State Stars for the week. And maybe continue our conversation about the omnipresent shadow that is the history at the University of Montana. All that and more right here on ESPN Radio. Keep it right here. It's Nuana's Now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.